0: Welcome to the Quantum Corner, where we explore concepts about and seek answers from the quantum field. I'm your host, Cottonwood Stone. With 16 years as a metaphysical practitioner, I'm still and always asking questions. For instance, have you ever made a mistake and then have been continued to be defined by that mistake by your family, friends, or society? Today's guest, Danson Dave, has, and he's going to talk with us a little bit about that as well as about his 501c3 nonprofit re-entry resources and his podcast, Surviving the System. Well, today on the Quantum Corner, our guest is Dancing Dave, and he is the host of the podcast Surviving the System, as well as the founder of the nonprofit Reentry Resources. So, uh, give us a, an overview of what those are and, and how you come to create them.
1: So, reentry resources came about through my experience of watching individuals trying to transition back into the community from correctional institutions and the challenges that are there. The, the number one barrier to successful reentry back into the community is housing. Um, there, there's arguments back and forth between housing or the job. My personal opinion is that it is housing. And I believe that the data is beginning to show that more as time goes on. And I give that the slight edge in my personal opinion, simply because if you go to apply for a job, you have to have an address to put down on the application or many times they won't even move you forward in the process. So that's really where that came about. That's, that's something that's very close to me as I watched, um, I watched friends go, go through that. So that came about through that. It took me quite a few years to get it incorporated. Um, It's a very different model that I'm going from. It's not a halfway house or a program house type of approach. So unique model. Took a while to get to where we're at right now. Um, And then the podcast, Surviving the System, here we are now. I'm in my second year. Um, I'm a featured host on The Fringe FM. My show runs Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Pacific on the fringe.fm. And then once it's done on the show, it uploads to podcasts. And there we go.
0: I noticed on your website, survivingthesystem.org, that you state this, and I quote, My goal by starting Surviving the System is to reach as many people as possible who have been through the system or are currently going through the system and remind them that they are not defined by their worst mistake, end quote. Our topic of the day is about mistakes. My thoughts are that as a general rule, we all make our best decisions based on the information we have available at the time. Sometimes we get different results than expected, and many people call these the mistakes. Does this tie in with what you're expressing on your website?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it ties in perfectly. So my view of it, after experiencing what I have for the last few years and after visiting with a lot of the people that I have, if I hadn't have gone through what I did for the last few years and, and going through the system myself and experiencing it firsthand and having to go through the the mental and physical and emotional trauma that comes along with that. And then to come out on the other end stronger for having gone through it. Did I really make a mistake? Because if I was to go back in time and not have those incidents happen, I don't think I would be as happy and fulfilled as I am now and have found my purpose and been able to help others through their challenges and to get to where they're at now. So I, I don't, I don't really believe in, in mistakes necessarily. You know, you, you might do something that gives you an unintended consequence or maybe a, a consequence that you don't really want or didn't think you wanted at that time. But from there, it's all about what you do with your circumstances. That that moment is now gone. So what do you do now going forward, given that information, given that feedback that you just received from the universe? What are you gonna do with it now?
0: I think there's sometimes a lot of fear of people who have come out of the system. And and, and people, I think, turn their heads and ignore. And I'm wondering from your experience and the experience of others. If that's how it's perceived by you and or by them, how can we help? What can we do to support someone coming back into mainstream? And what can we do?
1: My viewpoint of it is that society in general has a very Hollywoodized version of what it is. And granted, there there is some of that that happens inside, but it's a smaller percentage than you would imagine. And I don't have data to back this up off the top of my hand, but I would say probably 95% of the people that are in there are just people that wrong place, wrong time, uh, bad choices, that, that led to those consequences that we just talked about, they're not the hardcore criminals that you see on TV and in the movies and hear about all the time. Those are the people that just get the press because if it bleeds, it leads. Nobody wants to talk about the guy that, you know, maybe got screwed over uh, because he took the fall because the prosecutor was being lazy and the judge didn't really care and yada, yada, yada. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. So most of these guys just want to get done, get back out, and put their life back together. Even those same people that you know, maybe commit the, the heinous crimes, they're people that have not learned healthy coping mechanisms. They, they have just learned through society, through whatever programming that they've been given during their formative years, they just learned unhealthy coping mechanisms to handle stress and anxiety, whereas you or I might say, oh, I'm going to go work this off. I'm going to go for a run and get that stress out, or I'm going to go to the gym and work out, or man, I really need to talk to my friends and just kind of get this off my chest. They don't have that. Their version of that is to go do drugs or drink or get high or go do a, get into a fight or whatever it might be. So they're they're not bad people, bad choices yeah hollywoodized version of of all of that across the board and as far as what people can do to support them coming in it's a very complex question with many layers in my opinion first and foremost you know give them the chance at at a surface level you wouldn't want to be judged by the worst thing that you've ever done in your life and have that stuck to your forehead where everyone could read it for the rest of your life. So don't do that to someone else. Now, with that said, also, on a much deeper level, and and especially if we want to talk about psychology and and even quantum physics at at that level, the psychological theory of projection, if you as an individual have a problem with someone who is re-entering the community, if they're triggering something in you, then that's on you and it's not on them. So to truly support them, you need to deal with your own shit. You need to get over whatever unconscious blocks you might have, whatever limiting beliefs you might have, whatever trauma existed in your past, that you are now projecting that onto that other individual. Deal with your own stuff so that you're not taking that out on that other individual and trying to make them the scapegoat for things that you haven't completely processed yet.
0: From conversations before, you were in the process of building and moving to create a place where people could come for housing.
1: Yes the short answer is yes the long answer is we are nowhere near where we want to be unfortunately covid really derailed a lot of funding we had to pivot uh, i'm not able to provide the housing or to underwrite these individuals as as our model would would be in in short basically what we do is we provide rent money to allow these individuals time to get back on their feet, to find a job, to take care of whatever type of financial situations they need to so that they can transition successfully. We'll take care of your home. We'll, we'll provide you a home. We'll help you pay for that and help you to take over those payments gradually on your own. So because the funding has kind of dried up, we don't have the funds to be able to underwrite as much as we would like to. So what I've had to do is just pivot and find people out there who are empathetic to the cause, uh, people who will at least look at someone who has a background, uh, someone who maybe is not able to find housing options anywhere else because of some corporate policy or background checks or whatever it might be. So I've been able to help quite a few people. That's really where we've had to pivot to is more of an informational and supportive type of a role. So instead of just saying, oh, I don't have any money, there's nothing I can do, we've said, okay, so what can we do? What can we do right now while we are building things back up and finding some funding sources?" And that's where we pivoted.
0: What tools do you use to help yourself so that you can provide the service for others while maintaining the other aspects of your life? Because it takes takes a lot of energy. What kind of words of encouragement can you give to those who are looking to do something similar and be encouraged to take those steps to make a difference in their community?
1: Well, the, the words of encouragement that I would give to someone is just, Just start taking action, just start moving forward. What I found is that once I was actually moving forward and pursuing something that I was so passionate about and felt so strongly about, time wasters just kind of fell to the wayside without me really even trying. My weekends are not spent in front of the TV watching football games anymore. I don't come home at night and sit in front of the TV and play video games every single night anymore. I still make time for myself and I still do those things, but I consciously choose to do them instead of that being my life.
0: I want to be able to share with people like you're doing that, I'm doing that, and to encourage others who have like that seed of an idea to do that same thing for themselves. One small step at a time is all it takes.
1: Absolutely.
0: If you just do one thing a day, one small thing, that's 365 things in a year that you would not have accomplished otherwise, whether it's volunteering your time, providing a service, whatever it is, whatever your passion is and in, in helping people. If people wanted to help you along the way, donate to your cause, Find your podcast, find you online. How can they reach out and get in contact with you or listen to your podcast?
1: Absolutely. So the easiest way to get a hold of me is through uh, either Facebook or Twitter. I, I'm primarily active on Twitter. That's a much more conducive social media platform to to podcasting and especially the topics that I cover on the show as opposed to Facebook. So Facebook is facebook.com slash surviving the system. And on Twitter, I'm at STS, the podcast. My website is survivingthesystem.org. All of my past shows are on there. I don't have the full archive yet, but there is also a contact me page on there. So if you don't have access to either Facebook or Twitter, that's okay. Go to the website, send me a message through the contact me page. Those come right to my email, and I'll get those. I usually respond within 24 hours, give or take, depending on what's going on. If you want to listen, I'm on Thursday nights on the Fringe. It's just fringe.fm. It's an online radio station. Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Pacific. Generally, by the weekend, it's available wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Thank you so much, Dance and Dave. You're welcome. I appreciate you being here on the Quantum Corner this evening. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Conwood.
0: The Quantum Corner podcast has three releases each week. Wednesdays, I'm with my co-host, Mike Snovak, where together we share quantum concepts and offer you challenges for the week. On Sundays, you'll find quantum storytelling through the eyes of Raintree. And of course, on Fridays, we feature community members who are living their passion by reaching into the quantum, into the zero-point field, turning their inner vision into reality. So I invite you, follow us on Spotify or Google Podcasts. Are you or someone you know out there doing good things in the world, then I want to hear from you. Visit cottonwoodstone.com or email me at cotton at cottonwoodstone.com so that I can feature you here on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. And until next time, savor the joy of each moment. The music for The Quantum Corner was written by Cottonwood Stone and Rachel George and is entitled The Waiting.